What's up and welcome to the Beyond Sundays podcast. My name is Brett Stewart and I am the host. And today is part two of our conversation with Randy Reese and Zach Vassar. So if you did not listen to last week's episode, I'm going to ask you, hit that pause button right now. Go back, listen to the previous episode, get caught up, and then come back and join us. But for those who are ready, we're going to jump into the rest of the conversation. I think about my personal journey and whether you're listening to this and you're an athlete or not doesn't matter uh, but I, I was as a kid and I've jokingly said like we learned enough through about eighth grade athletics to apply to life to really be okay and, and it really does stand true like I mean the, the simplest of things like you know do I have what it takes you know, you're asking these questions you're fumbling around in your mind as you're starting something new man hey go be a learner don't be a teacher show up early stay late uh, effort, attitude is everything. Like you just apply some real true life things. And it's a, it's funny how like we can really get overworked on not having enough maybe skill set or knowledge to go step out and to do something. Mm-hmm. And if you think back, chances are, if especially if God's in it, he's already prepared you way, way back wow. far long that's ago. Good. And that's part some, of what he's redeeming right, too. Absolutely. Like he's redeeming and preparing yeah. and forming. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there was just one phrase like, I don't know if Steve Keenum was a college football coach of mine, and he got us these little wristbands one time, and they said DTRT, do the right thing. That's all it said. So it stood for. And and I've just always hung on to that. Like you know, it's a it's a do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Even if like maybe you're you get the assignment wrong. Let's say you let's say you're listening to this and you're in the season of transition too, and and you go into something and six months down the road or a year, it's just it didn't pan out. Like, yeah, just maybe keep, maybe yeah. I'm getting it wrong. Let's right. say that. Let's but let's just put it. do the right thing. Continue to do the right thing in what you're doing, and he will buffer you right back to wherever it is you're supposed to be. Yeah. And like you said, I may come back into full time ministry at some point. Who knows? Yeah. But like, if you just anchor those yeah. little simple truths, yeah, and to believe that even if I'm hearing this wrong, one, it's probably not wrong because it's not wasted. And in that process, the Lord is forming, developing, maturing, shaping yeah. something in me. And so, even if I, you know, get off a little bit, one, He's going to use that time in that season to refine me into the person yeah. that I need to be and to, to refine my faith so that as he brings me into what he has for me, I'm prepared and trusting like what you just said, like the Lord has prepared us, like things of the past, what he's done, the things that we thought were mistakes or failures, like yeah. we have no idea we how don't. much the Lord actually is equipping us and preparing us for what lies ahead. Yeah. Well, absolutely through for me. I look back and about half the transitions from a job perspective that I made, I look, you know, I myself and others would tell me, you you missed that one. That was not <laughs> not it. And it's easy because we make a transitional move and it's not exactly what we thought. In fact, it may not be it may be really hard and you think, whoa. This is not be something I'm going to do very long. But God was using that as a part of a much longer transition yes. of his showing you from one tough thing you're uncertain about, but you look back and all those things happened because I needed to experience every one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They were hard ones, but mm-hmm. the Lord had something for me, and I looked back and saw that. So instead of judging quickly, boy, I missed this one. Uh, you might want to. Yeah. yeah. Even as you're talking, I just, I got this random illustration, like this image of 
being in a room with Jesus and there's a dartboard on the wall and there's someone else in the room and I throw the dartboard or I throw the dart and not only do I not hit the bullseye, I don't even hit the dartboard. I, it sticks in the wall and someone's like, man, you sure missed that one. And I'm like, nope. I'm in the room with Jesus and I threw the dart. Like That's I right. didn't That's miss. Good. Like yeah. what right. if the dartboard Yeah, what if the dartboard isn't the yeah, target? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what culture has taught us is the target, but what if it's being in the room with Jesus and throwing it, releasing it and aiming, you know? That's awesome. I don't that's know. Good. That that was just Thank you Jesus for that little picture. That was <laughs> yeah. like really fun. That's good. Um for sure. Uh so as we kind of look at the various seasons and transitions, uh, I want to ask and kind of talk about like what are or what were the risks of the things we were walking away from and what we've all mentioned having at least some level of like people in our lives to, to help be part of the wise counsel in that. But I don't know, like where did you gain the confidence or where did you know, okay, this is the Lord, I'm stepping into it. And what did you have to like identify of, I know I'm walking away from this, but what the Lord has, I trust to be better. Mm. Everyone takes a deep breath. (laughs) But the first thing that comes to my mind was, is is looking back, is the, the most, I think I can say this, Certainly one of the most important things the Lord taught me several years ago is is until I learn how to become a son, mm-hmm. a son of my Heavenly Father, I'm not going to do well in any capacity of life as far as a spiritual, on a spiritual basis. Because I had to become a good, and I was not a good son to my Heavenly Father because I just didn't believe or didn't know, whatever. But when I began to know I am a son and, I, and I'm and i going to become a good son, which means, which means I trust Him completely. And then becoming a spiritual brother and then ultimately a spiritual father became more natural. But even in the midst of being a spiritual father or a spiritual brother, or a special mom or daughter yep. or sister is that we will always need to be our whole life growing as spiritual sons and daughters because that is the framework for which everything else comes comes mm-hmm. out of. And I just think in the transitions, especially these last two or three, those those things played such a, an important part for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Even as you talk about that, and then I'll I'll kick it to you, Zach. As you're talking about that, I uh, was just reminded, and it's something earlier you said too, of like a father, like God will allow us to to feel and to fall in order to learn and develop and Absolutely become. Will. And so just like a father with a child will allow that child to fall in order to learn how to walk or fall off their bicycle in order to learn how to ride the bicycle and for the child to have the confidence to ride the bicycle because the father knows that kid can ride a bicycle. They just don't believe it yet. Like God is a good father and learning to be a son or a daughter is an awareness of the father's near and he's got me. And even if I fall, even if I feel pain, like I know he's there. Like I probably did. I was just telling my wife this last night and I think I've mentioned the story on the podcast 
or the idea. Like I remember so many dumb things and stunts that I pulled as uh-huh. a as a kid and as a teenager, like, you know, with my bike and with like building a ramp and like I bet I could jump that trash can mm-hmm. with my bike. Like this idea of what if, like could I accomplish that? And I was well aware of man, this could go terribly wrong <laughs> and I could get really hurt. And if I do, I know my parents are right there. I know they will be there. I know I'll be okay. I know I'll be cared for. And that, like, kind of the awareness of my parents are near and I know they've got me gave me a boldness of, but man, if I land this, if I do it, like, the joy and the victory sure. and the triumph and it's the good. confidence it brings is well worth the risk. And so, learning to be a son, learning to be a daughter, a child of God is just knowing that the Father's in the room, He's with you. Yeah. And Man, even if it hurts, he's got you. Yeah, and I think your original question right here was risk, right? Yeah. You know, something that really has been a big deal that I've I've seen happen, and I think a lot of people, especially young people, my kids, she's 15, anywhere from that age up to 40 or anywhere really, really struggle in this area of um, worrying what other people think or, or the whole, um, I'm going to go prove haters wrong, you know, that whole, I mean, it's a very culturally thick um but there's a, there's cost has to come a transition in your world where you shift from instead of doing things to prove people wrong, you start to do things to prove people who believe in you right. And when I was leaving coaching in 2012, I had built my whole life to that. And there were way more people in my sphere of, of world then who were telling me all the reasons why it was a bad idea that I was getting out of coaching. You've done this, you've done this, da, 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 da. and but there were a couple that I was that. that there was something on their life spiritually that was absolutely set apart from the crowd, from the noise. And the difference was those couple people were looking me in the face and telling me, you're a champion. Mm-hmm. God has a call in your life that's, that's bigger than what you're doing. And it's not that what you're doing is not awesome. There, He's got something new for you. And I knew that. And again, it goes like the Holy Spirit had been talking to me about this, but they're confirming of that. But but even then, like it just showed me. And then, man, from, from that transition all the way through the multiple ones, I've had four different career transitions to today, lived in 15 different houses and 18 different years of marriage and all sorts of different crazy things. We had a crazy lifestyle up until the last couple of years. I just am so heavily hearted about that right there. Like, Brett... Go do the things that people are believing for you to go do. Don't go build your investment world and your real estate market because a handful of old buddies told you you couldn't do it or you didn't have what to. Who right. cares about like it? Right. Either exactly. way, or either things are motivating, but one is fleeting. Yeah. The, the people who believe in you, they will be there with you through the long run, through the yeah. hard stuff. They'll celebrate you. These are your spiritual dads. These are these the people yeah. with wisdom. They they want to see you win. They want to see you succeed. They want to be a part of that with you. Yeah. And there's a big difference in that. And I and it, and I think our world is. I mean, I'll go back to my kid. Like, it's real easy to just you know going to go just the opposite of that. And anyway, it's just not more fun. I think that's where people get stuck in the whole thing. Is it's lonely at the top and leaderships, you know hard and, and all those things can be sort of true, but well, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know that has to be totally true. It's interesting that you say that because some of the most uh, influential or innovative people in our culture or our world, when you hear their stories about what was the driving factor for what they did, it was because someone told them that they couldn't do it mm-hmm. or they wouldn't amount to anything or it was a father who told them they couldn't do it. And it is a motivator. People oh, yeah. use that as a motivator all the time, but also it 
that's lonely in it. And that's not the only that's not that's not the only side of the coin. Like there are those that do believe in you, that are for you, that whatever it looks like, they're gonna be there through the end. And that's part of the journey that the Lord has for us. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched a Michael Jordan Last Dance? Yeah. You, you, he's fueled, fueled by both sides of that. You, you got sure. series, a series of naysayers, but then there's a couple key people like dad, this guy that stepped in as a dad, mom, when it's all said and done, like laying on his belly, crying like a baby because these people believed in him and that's all that really mattered. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so awesome. Yeah. And even at that, as you say that, like the Lord believes in us. In yep. that kind of same amount. And that's something that's like a hard thing that we wrestle with is like, well, I know I believe in God, but like flip that around. Do you believe God believes in you? Right. Like that he believes that you are his, that you do have what it takes, that he is for you. Like, do you believe that the God of this world is for you? And like what we've already said, like you have everything you need. When you can get a hold of that, I think that's part of the becoming, you know, a son yeah. or a daughter, a child of God, knowing him as your father. When you get a hold of that, man, that's a that's a confident and a courage, confidence and a courage where it's like, you know, Romans 8.31, if God is for yeah. us, who can be against us? Yeah, like, it's the building block for yeah. every next thing that we're doing. Yeah. And, and what you ri- what I'm saying too is what you risk is some seasonal relationships that were there for a little bit of time in your life sure. and now they're not there anymore. Sure. And who cares? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not that I'm like, don't like people. I love people. But like, I can see when I look back, God used a few people to be in my life in this season and now they're not there in this season today. Yeah. Okay, no big deal. Yeah. It, it's just part of it. You know, I mean, look back. How many of your best friends did you go to, were you junior high buddies with? Right. Yeah. Or did you even, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like all these relationships, he just thinks he keeps bringing our life. The fruit that keeps stirring is just cool new relationships and stepping out and these transitions, man, it's, it's amazing to meet new people and all that. Yeah. And something you said earlier, Zach, like the, the thought that the Lord has something new for you. Like everyone listening, I want you to hear the Lord has something new for you. Does that mean that you need to make an immediate change now? No, I'm not saying that. But the Lord has something new for you, and guess what? Once you have that or experience it or step into it, He's going to have something else new for you. Like He brings new life. He brings new revelation. He takes us from glory to glory. Like He leads us into understanding Him more at a greater capacity, at a greater level to walk with Him and to step out, to be action takers. Uh, And so just that thought that there's always something new. And again, I want to speak to that idea that you have to find what your life is supposed to be about and do that and commit to it fully, and it's going to be that for the next 40 years of your life. Maybe that's the case, but also I would, I would argue that that might be more of a culture perception that we've, mm-hmm. that we've taught or instilled within in people rather than how the Lord operates. Mm-hmm. Like He's always creating new things. So uh, what about for you, Sarah? What have been some of the risks of what you're walking away from, um, what you know, you're know you leaving comfort-wise or knowledge-wise, um, and what you're stepping into, and what are some of the things that you're like having to hold on yeah. in faith and belief for as you make this transition? Mm. Well, I am stepping away from something I didn't think I would. Yeah. I stepped I, – I, several years ago – five years ago, stepped out of ministry. I had been in ministry doing kids Mm -hmm. for a long time and loved it. And then um, felt like there was a new assignment. And in that new assignment, I got to explore passions. 
that I'd always in the back of my head thought, oh, it would be fun to do that. And I, the Lord was so gracious and kind to give me an opportunity to explore those passions mm-hmm. and have fun with them yeah. and figure out that, oh, yeah, the reason why I like these things is because God put them there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was going to say, not only exploring passions and having fun, but like exploring you, learning yeah. you, and also having fun yeah. discovering you. Yeah, and I, m- I met a lot of new people. Yep. I was in Marketplace you know, versus ministry, and I got to use gifts in a place that I did never see coming, you know, and the Lord definitely did a lot of growing in that season. Um, I felt like, you know, there's nothing super exciting about a seed, but I felt like he was doing something very small and hidden in these last five years that Mm. that I've just been very, very grateful for that time because in that season, in this past season, there have been things in my heart that he's been doing and growing and cultivating and pruning. And I'm very, 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 very thankful that happened, Mm -hmm. you know, in the dark or like in the underground, you know, like you probably found there was a lot of ministry in that marketplace. Yes, I did. I mean, there was a, I learned how important truly a conversation with the Lord is every day. Mm -hmm. And just having that conversation on and on and on, like, it, he he was the person I talked to every day, yeah. um, you know, in my job and what I was doing. Um, there were a, there were p- people I would love on and encourage, and you know, clients and such. Um, but the majority of my time I spent alone, and in that alone time was with the Lord. And He's done a lot in in those five years in my heart and in my mind, and I'm grateful, very very grateful for that. And so, like I said earlier, I got to explore some passions, and. Um, and also discover some are maybe not necessarily passions that need to become careers. And I wouldn't have known that yeah. if, had I not tried. I mean, this, these are passions that I had had as a child. Yeah. I'd always thought about being a florist one day and or doing house plans and drawing house plans and working on DIY projects. And, of course, that's what my dad does. He's a contractor here in town and a really, really good one. Uh, <laughs> the best in Abilene, I will say. And uh, I got to explore and, and grow and learn how he runs his company. And, and on the side, I got to have my own business with, with florals and do weddings and all that kind of stuff. And I had a yeah. blast. I really did love it. Um, and it was over the course of five years that the Lord kind of just started to whittle away some things and um, help me hone in on some things in my yeah, uh, calling and what I felt like the Lord was trying to reveal yeah. about who he's made me to be. Yeah, And that's taken time. It's and, a process. And your <laughs> girls watched you go for it. Yeah, well... I mean, yeah, you know, even though they're young, <laughs> yeah. like, guys, yeah. listen, your pa- parents out there, like, your kids watching you go for something, it is a seed depositing thing that is, like, you back to legacy you were talking mm-hmm. about, like, mm-hmm. for you and Jeffrey, like, maybe years down the road, they're 30 years old and going, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go, remember that time mom just yeah, went mom for it, I'm just going to go for it, yeah. and who knows, like, yeah. so cool. Yeah, well, thank you, I really appreciate that, that's a really beautiful perspective, and I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I do kind of hope I didn't actually technically close my company. I'm keeping it in case one of my kids wants it. <laughs> yeah, you never <laughs> know. Yeah. I did like teach them how to do boutonnieres and stuff, and they were Same. they did some weddings with me, so yeah. it was super yeah. fun. But um, I just slowly but surely, the Lord just continued to bring confirmation that um, that this was going to be a, a door that would close. Yeah. And so, and there's something, Sarah, when when you and I were first meeting and talking. Um, you mentioned, and, and maybe I can encourage you or help re- like <laughs> rejog the the memory. You 
it, it went back to the idea of well, on paper, right? I'm a builder. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like my dad. I'm a builder. Yes. And so you told me I about did. what yeah, God I'll spoke go there. to. Go, I'll there. go there. Okay. So in the course of the last few years, like I've been asking the Lord, all right, God, I there's a lot of assignments, and I'm called a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats, and so I just I would love for you to tell me what you created me to do. And you put me on this earth, and the legacy in my family is we're builders. Um, I come from a long line of contractors and church builders and, I mean, all different kinds of building-type jobs. And um, I just was asking the Lord what that would look like. And I've been kind of sensing for some time that, you know, and knowing, Dad and I, my dad is an amazing contractor and builder. I said that earlier. But the way that has manifested, that calling has manifested in his life is going to look differently than it's going to manifest in mine. And it took doing it to for the Lord to reveal it. The Lord needed to reveal to me that it was going to look differently than the way that calling of building has looked in my dad, in his dad, and on my mom's side, her dad, and his dad. I mean, yes, this this runs in my family, but the way it's going, the the way the Lord is going to choose to manifest that gift is going to look differently than I thought it would. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and it, it took you stepping out in it, and the Lord, you know, spoke to you, Sarah, you are a builder. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't look the way it did for your dad. Yeah. And, you know, he's calling you to build something else. It's it's like the encounter with with Peter that Jesus had. Peter the fisherman, it's like, hey, Peter, you're fishing, and, you know, you trusted me to cast your net to the side, and I just showed you the kind of abundance I could bring in fishing. Oh, by the way, you're not just supposed to be a fisherman. You're going to be a fisher of men. Follow me. Yeah. And it took him... It took him doing it to figure out what God wanted to do through him, you know? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. like that's just such a, a beautiful perspective. And it it had to take the journey of you. And doing I wanna it. say this too, like in all of these years, in all the different hats that I've worn and things I've tried and things the Lord has allowed me to be a part of, I don't believe for one second any moment of it's been wasted. Yeah. I believe that wasted. the Lord mm-hmm. is Absolutely. I don't know how, and I may not know this side of heaven, all of the ways sure. that the Lord is going to choose to use this last season to um, impact the kingdom, but I do believe he's going to do it. Yes, and I'm yes, really grateful right. I got to, well, to you, be in the front seat of that. <laughs> you, said, you said the words, is that for all of us who are followers of Christ, everything that we do, every job, every role, every whatever that we do, God is always equipping us and growing us up to where our role for the kingdom, which will be in every role we have, continues to grow and get more and more influence for the sake of Christ. It's all about the kingdom of God, everything that we do. And you said that so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. Don't, don't limit your purpose to your position. That's good. But yeah. realize that your position, one, it might be a now thing and it might change in the future, but your position is simply, it's a platform for your, for your purpose to flow. You know, it's a platform for your purpose to be exercised, to be grown, to be developed, to be used. Mm-hmm. But don't for one second limit your kingdom purpose to a position or an assignment. And, you know, we had a good podcast with Jake Mills uh, on that, that I would encourage everyone to go and listen to. It was on calling versus assignment. And so uh, if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and do that. I'm trying to find which podcast number that was right now. Um, I'm scrolling through. This is the beauty of having a computer in front of you. It's episode 32, Assignment versus Calling, Gaining Clarity 
to fulfill your purpose. Uh, but as we close up here, um, I want to ask the question for anyone to answer who wants to. Um, how would you encourage someone listening to this that is either feeling the stirring or contemplating, God has something new for me. What do I do next? What if? Like all those what ifs that you face, like how would you encourage them? How would you advise them? Um, and maybe what are some things, practical things that they could include in their life to help discern if it's the Lord, and then if so, how mm-hmm. to step out in it? I'll go first real quick. Practically, I'd say grab a journal and start writing things down. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's awesome to look back on things God's done in your life. Uh, you know, you never trust your fortune or future to your memory. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, the shortest pen or whatever. Um, man, the, the, you'll, you'll have a story to tell uh, at some point in time based on you taking faith in action like we, we mm-hmm. talked about. Um, and the, other, the only other thing is like that nervousness inside of you right now, um, probably that's excitement. Probably that's in, some enthusiasm towards knowing that there's a shift that's happening. You called it a turn. There's a turn. There's something turning. Um, almost like a roller coaster. I just got back from Disney World. You know, you mm-hmm. got that little fear in your belly, but then you get on the ride and you go down that first hill. It's like, oh, this is amazing. You know, yeah. you're screaming and hollering. And and so, yeah, uh, just that adventure that you're stepping into, uh, have fun with it, man. This I thought this is too, life's too short to not have fun with all this thing. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, believing yeah. that God is a God of fun, of yeah, joy, of discovery. Absolutely. Like you, you've, you know, a lot of times uh, in these two episodes, Zach, you've talked about this idea of adventure. Like, yeah. God is a God of adventure, and He calls us onto adventure yep. with Him. And when we've, when we have sought security and stability more than adventure with God, I think we've gone wrong, and I think we've been taught, or we've taught ourselves to trust in that more than trusting yep. the Lord. But realizing, like. No, it's fun. It's it's bold. It's risky, but the Lord's with us. Yep, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who else? Well, I, the word that comes to mind as you asked that question earlier was to pay attention to some timing elements. Yeah, that's been Very one of much. the things that that has brought confirmation in my story, at least multiple times. Even not even in this season, you know, one ending and another beginning, but also in the natural, like with. When I'm a mother, so I've had two kids, and in that there's a timing. Mm-hmm. There's a timing that happens for growth of any new thing, and we pay attention to those transitions. Mm-hmm. We pay attention attention to the things that um, the Lord might be speaking, and then, like you said, write it down. Because I think that as we can go back and look for yeah. confirmations, and we go back and look at specific things, we can see God. He was speaking in that moment, and here's a confirmation yeah. there. So I would say um, definitely pay attention to timing of, of some things that the Lord might be doing or showing you. Yeah. And then also, secondly, is just to keep that posture of complete surrender, Yeah. yeah that's good. which I know that's is a great. tough word to, um, to hold on to and cling to. But when we remember to surrender it all, like all the what ifs, all the ifs, all the, did I miss it? Am I going to yeah. miss it? What, for one thing, you're not going to miss the Lord. Like if you're... If you're seeking, you're not going to miss him. Yeah. He is too big for that. Um, but just stay in a posture of complete and utter surrender, because yeah. when you do, oh, the Lord can do so much with that, yeah. that heart posture. Yeah, that's good. And for sure, pay attention to 
timing or and it kind of connects back with what Zach said of have a journal and write things down. When have I started having these thoughts or these stirrings? Mm-hmm. Are there reoccurring themes? What's the timing of it? Who are the people that are involved? All these things because like the reality of it is is the last wow, what year is this? 2022? 2020. Uh, like it was in it was beginning of summer 2019 that I first felt like the Lord had something different for me. And I thought it was one thing. Yeah. And I I kind of wanted to just figure it out and kind of jump into it. And so I literally had a job offer in hand and I couldn't sign it. And I just heard the Lord. And it was a process to, to go through all that. I really was trying to seek Him in it. And I went through all of that, and I felt like the Lord kept giving me open doors. And then finally, I got the job offer. I couldn't sign it. And then the Lord was like, hey, thanks for seeking me. Mm -hmm. I want you to stay where you are because I'm growing you. And so then for the next, you know, how many ever years, I kind of sat in the tension. I sat in this, okay, I I like and love what I'm doing, but also there's something more and I'm I'm longing for adventure. I'm longing for the Lord. I'm longing to step out into something. I know there's something new, but I don't know. And so I just well, kind of- we know in part. Yeah, we know That's in what part. the word tells us. Yeah. We know in part. And so I had to sit in the tension mm-hmm. and, you know, it's been three years of like sitting in the tension, but I can tell you in that how much now that I realize and you know, who knows how much I don't realize yet how much the Lord has been molding me, transforming me, forming me, like maturing me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the timing is super important, but yeah, just be aware of when the stuff is happening and just jot it down, write it down, seek the Lord, seek wise counsel. Randy, what would you say? Well, I would say quickly that in, uh, in our daily conversations with the Lord, and I hope we're having lots of daily conversations mm-hmm. with the Lord is to ask him, Lord, what do you want me to see today? What do you want me to hear today? What do you want me to sense today? Mm. And then what step or steps do you want me to take? And those steps could be one of actually taking an active step, or he may just be saying, wait a little longer and I'll make it more apparent to you. And when I began my day asking the Lord those things and say, show me those things, then it changed. It changes everything. That's awesome. Okay, hold on. I want to make sure I wrote this down right. That was really good. What do you want me to see today? What do you want me to sense today? So what do you want me to see what do you want me to feel right. in a sense? And then what do you want me to step into? What do you want what do you what do you want me to hear? Oh, what do you want me to hear? And then and then what do you want me to step into or do I wait a little bit? Yeah. That's good. Okay. So good. Man, that's so good. Wisdom. Wisdom. That's right. <laughs> you should have a podcast, Randy. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're bringing that Wisdom Wednesday back to Facebook Live soon. Come on. There you go. We'll, well, anyways, uh, Everyone, thank you so much for your time and these conversations and sharing just a little bit of the journey. I mean, I know by no means did we expand on or expound upon uh, just all of the details and the processes and the fears and everything else. But in the end, a couple of things. We are in process. Sarah said that at the very beginning of, of part one of this, uh, we are in process. Lean in and listen. Uh, 
you are called to take action. You are called to step out to be an action taker. And honestly, in the end, you're never going to fail and nothing is wasted because the Lord redeems all things. And so as we seek to listen to him, to hear him, and to be willing and ready to step out and be surrendered, you know what? So what if you miss the dartboard? You're in the room with Jesus yeah. and you did it. He's yeah. calling you right. to throw it. He's calling you to step out. He's calling you to trust him and just to be with him. It's good. So, man, this has been so awesome. Thank y'all so much, everyone. We hope you have a great week. Be blessed. And remember, God is moving in your life beyond Sundays.